Buddy Rising in unison. Those that weren't already on their feet, they see Dirk up top. And Dirk over Eubanks got it to go from the top of the key. 20 points, 10 rebounds. The last shot made by Dirk, and he will come off the floor for the final time. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. It's been an amazing ride. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined. As always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. This is the end, Isaac Harris. It's the end of a beautiful, beautiful journey. And uh, it's kind of weird at first because everything happened, you know, last night at home. And for that moment in which he said that he's given it all. <laughs> and uh, to end it on, on the road in San Antonio, if you had to pick a uh, another city outside of Dallas uh, in the U S for his city, uh, for his career to end, then it's, then it's San Antonio. I, I would guess, I mean, I would, I, that's where I would choose. Yeah. Maybe golden state. Cause that's where he got his first bucket. Like just maybe the, you know, the bring it all yeah. the way back. But I really like the symbolism uh, with San Antonio, not just the in-state rival, not just the, all the yeah. battles over the years with Duncan and everything, but something I really liked about the San Antonio thing and that some people might forget um, was the symbolism with the Hoop Summit game. Mm. And the Hoop Summit game is where Dirk kind of had his coming out party. And Tim McMahon for ESPN wrote a, 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 a brilliant piece back a few weeks ago uh, kind of like an oral history of the Hoop Summit, uh, that 1998 Hoop Summit uh, game in which this super young Dirk uh, went out there and uh, put up some crazy stats and kind of really just sh- shocked some people um, of like, who in the crap is this kid? And it was his first, uh, yeah, it's like I said, it was his coming out moment. And it was in San Antonio. And just the fact that that was his, his first bucket was in Golden State, but this was the first time before the draft. This was the first time people were like, who in the crap is Dirk Nowitzki <laughs> for the most part? Yeah. And now his last bucket, his last game of his NBA career uh, was in San Antonio also. It's incredible. Incredible career. 21 seasons. One franchise. Uh, <laughs> there's so many stats in the broadcast. We have a whole bunch of stuff to go through, and we'll do that. We'll just do... Uh, just, just talking about Dirk, we'll talk about the, the final game a little bit. There wasn't a ton to really gleam from that game. Uh, Dirk had 20 points, 10 boards, which was awesome. He finished it on a, uh, the final, you know, his final shot he made, and then they took him out, which is the audio you heard at the beginning of this podcast. It was just, uh, it was a great way to go out, but dang it. If the Spurs didn't double him literally every time he got the ball again, I don't know. I was getting more frustrated with that. The double. I even tweet. I even tweeted out a, a gif of him getting triple teamed in the fourth quarter, under three minutes to go, <laughs> in which uh, Rudy Gay, I think it was uh, Forbes and Lonnie Walker, all like converged on him at, at the free throw. I'm like, why? 
I don't even care if it's a if it's a pop thing. It's just a mindset player thing. Like just let like you're up. Like it's no danger, bro. Like and the Spurs did need to win that game if they want to avoid Golden State in the first round. They did need to to win that game. But they were up, you know, 15, 18 points pretty much the whole game. They only won by 11, but they were up. You can go look at the lead tracker on, you know, NBA.com or ESPN or whatever and they were up for pretty much the whole game. <laughs> Yeah, that that's why I just I just didn't get it, and uh, I thought it was a really cool moment uh, at the very end, and uh, <clears throat> uh, the Mavericks tweeted out his last bucket, and um, I say that because Tim McMahon had, had, had quote tweeted with uh, with making this comment, and because I didn't see this in original broadcast, if you look at the, his very last bucket that Dirk uh, that Dirk made of his his of his career there in the fourth. He catches the ball there at the free throw line and Lonnie Walker starts to come over for another double team. Yeah. He starts to come over and you see pop over there on the sidelines waving, 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 waving. He's like, get away. Like he's like screaming at him to do, you better not double team him. <laughs> and he's like screaming, pointing for Lonnie Walker to get out of the way. So Dirk can have this shot. And then Lonnie gets out of the way. Pop still screaming. Dirk lifts, elevates, hits the shot. And there's pop over there. <laughs> How many times do you see an opposing play, I mean, opposing coach cheering and is excited? Not only how many times do you see an opposing uh, coach yelling at his t- his player to, <laughs> to leave not, the yeah, other to guy, not guard. <laughs> to not double team the guy, uh, but then is cheering for Dirk in his last shot. It was just a, a, a beautiful moment. It was a really cool uh, moment from Pop. And they, they had a, a great moment before the game, too. They're embraced, they're hugged, they're laughing before the game, after the game. There is a huge amount of respect between both of them, uh, and that was really, really cool to see. It was. It was super cool to see. It was good to see the mutual respect. You know, uh, I was surprised that, you know, like Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili, like weren't there, but I don't know. I even... mean, if you get torched. You know, by Dirk so much. (laughs) Who knows who those guys are? But I just found that interesting. But at least Pop was still there. At least Pop is still around to, you know, to be there and have that moment with him. Uh, And there's tons of Mavs fans there. You could just hear it. You know, the MVP chants you heard at the beginning of this podcast. You could, you know, hear them cheering for Dirk when he scored. Just you could see them on the broadcast. You can see their, you know, the blue and just little spots here and there. You could just see people. And uh, obviously, there's the huge group that the Mavericks organization brought down. And uh, it was kind of like a um, – to me, it felt like an NCAA tournament game where it's sort of at a neutral site because there's just a whole bunch of fans from one team and a whole bunch of fans from the other team there. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, uh, the Mavericks organization, they they bust down um, pretty much every employee. I know a lot of spouses, family members, um, people went down within the organization. Pets. And, um, <laughs> pets. I, you know, I, I think I mentioned before just how – just how welcoming how the Spurs uh, were with everything the Spurs organization just top just top notch just class with just making all that happen from tickets to media to everything and that and you really um, you really saw that at the very beginning of the game and it got it got me in my feels again like anytime Dirk cries you you kind of feel something if you're like oh, emotionally man. attached to it and when the Spurs played that tribute video. Uh, man, what what a great tribute video from for an away team uh, to play. Yeah, and well, there, there's co- some extra pressure on that, you know. <laughs> it's yeah, the yeah, last game sure. he's gonna play. For sure, for sure. But um, 
for Dirk, you know, he, he was feeling it a lot before the game and he was crying. You saw it in his face. Um, and I mean, he had actual tears and he was, uh, breaking down crying a little bit. And, uh, that got me. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, it gets you as a fan. It, it, it gets you how you feel for him as a person. And then you're like, how in the crap are you going to go out there and play, bro? Um, <laughs> but he did and he knocked down some shots and yeah. 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 It was a, a good send off for him. It was a good send off for him. It's a, it almost felt like, since since yesterday was such a a big emotional moment with all these tributes and everything, yes, today felt like an encore for a band that you love, and they come out and they play their new songs, and you don't know yeah. it, you still enjoy it, but you don't really know this, you don't know the song, you know what I mean? It just kind of had that sort of feeling to it, where uh, you still loved it, you're glad that you got to see it one more time, but yesterday was the the song that you loved that you play over and over again, you actually got to see your you know, your favorite band play live. Yeah, and encore is a good way to put it. As like you have the main show, and that was like that last home game in Dallas. But yeah, the game was weird. It was weird just watching it because you know you're you're just counting down to the end, and it, it, I just found myself each time of like it hit halftime, and I'm like, this sucks, bro. Like we only get one more half of dirt. <laughs> then yeah. the the third quarter ends, and you're like. My God, like last freaking quarter, and he's like you, you soak it in, and for for guys like us, like I mean, Dirk has been playing basketball for as long as you know I can remember, and yeah. growing up, and uh, I was uh, with some high schoolers uh, today uh, doing some like church stuff, and they asked me like, man, I saw I saw some stuff on your social media about just how special last night was with you know that you know. <laughs> Dirk, uh, who plays for the Mavericks, you know, they didn't know a ton about him. They said, how long has he been playing? (laughs) And, uh, I said 21 years and they, and literally all the group goes, wow, that's, that's, that's longer than all of us have been alive. (laughs) And, uh, uh, just the thought that he, it was just funny because I'm like, yeah, he played his first NBA basketball game before any of y'all were born. So, uh, (laughs) which is absolutely, it was just another, uh, moment for me. It's just wild, but yeah, I think everything came down that fourth quarter. You felt you saw it in the crowd, the chants, the emotions in that fourth quarter as the minutes started going. You know, he didn't start the fourth quarter. He was on the bench. You wondered, like, man, how much more is he going to play? Uh, he checks back in, I think, around seven, eight minutes left in the fourth and uh, gets some good run. It was weird because they made a big run, and so you're like, oh, man, are they going to actually make a run to you know, try to win this game? And um. But yeah, it came down to the last few minutes of the game, and you wonder what that last shot was going to be like, and it, it teed it up perfect for for him to have that shot at the top of the key. Absolutely perfect for it. And if, you, if you've missed any of the highlights, Nick Nick uh, go just go to Nick's Twitter. He he had a lot of them. I, I bowed out. I made a few gifts at the beginning, and I was just too like I couldn't. I just couldn't <laughs> do it. I was just too. I was just, I had, I saw many thoughts going to my head and I, I, I just couldn't. Yeah. And I was just zoned in the whole time. And so you go to Nick's Twitter, watch all the videos on just everything about tonight. It's awesome. Yeah. I was, I was too hungry for clicks to just enjoy the moment. So I had to, <laughs> I'm like the person at the concert that, that had to record with one phone with two phones because I'm the tallest person. So I'm recording with, <laughs> you know, the person that I'm, I went to the concert with his phone and mine at the same time. That's how it felt. Dedication, right? <laughs> Dedication to the clicks, guys. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, more Dirk stats. So many Dirk stats. So many Dirk moments. 
keep talking about Dirk. All right, Isaac. Um, I tweeted this out during the game. The active Mavericks <laughs> that were playing with Dirk in tonight's game have scored 28,100 points in their career, and Dirk has scored 31,000. No way. I haven't seen this. Yeah, the active Mavs, it's Devin, Sala, Maxi, Ryan Brokoff, Trey Burke, Courtney Lee, Dorian, Dwight Powell, Jalen Brunson. <laughs> That's crazy. That's insane. Obviously, if you put, you know, like all the Mavericks on the team, you put Porzingis, you put JJ on there with, with Devin, you you get over 31,000. But Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I was looking at they, they posted this graphic, and we were talking about it a little bit ago before we hit record. They posted this graphic after the game about, his all-time ranks and where he ranks and all of the different categories. And uh, it's another one of those things we've seen these ranks for years and like, Oh, what's his next record? He's going to pass. What's his next record? And we're so used to even last year of like, all right, what, what's he getting close to? What, what can he hit next year? We've been saying this for the past five years. Like what can he hit? And it was such a weird feeling after this game of there's no more records. Like, they put up this well, graphic. That's the final graphic. And this you know? is it. This is this is the highest he's going to be ever in all these categories because eventually yeah. someone will pass him. You know, LeBron or whoever will, will eventually pass him up. But this is this is it. This, so this is when we need to look at these records and say, I think we need to do a better job of keeping track of records when the player retires. So like, you know, uh, when Wilt retired, he was what he was number one in scoring, right? Because everybody else has passed him since then. So like, oh, Wilt was number one in scoring when he retired. And so whenever we say that, just say the records that he had when he retired. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Or with Dirk, say he was number six in scoring when he retired. Yeah, I mean Dirk has signed has been signing all these jerseys like six all time, uh, which is funny uh, when he signs these jerseys for people and stuff. And you know he's obviously not going to be six, you know, forever. Because he has people uh, coming up. I mean, Durant will probably be up there at some point in his career. But when you look at just the points, and you look at these people in the in the top ten of points, and have you know the list pulled up here, and just looking at these guys, and I know we talked we've talked about on this pod the forty one, you know, the twenty one and the one, (laughs) and so much the the one of that one team. I think it, it's a weird stat, it's a weird uh, truth that gets talked about, but I don't think it gets talked about enough. And like it's mentioned, but I think it should be mentioned even more because how special that is. And when you look at these players that are some of these top players of all time and just how unique that is. I mean, even Michael Jordan, we saw him in a Wizards jersey. Uh, you go down the line of of Kareem and the Bucks and Lakers and Malone, even going out and you know with that Lakers run at the very yeah. end, and you know LeBron. Right? We're at three teams right now for LeBron and, and Shaq. counting, yeah, and counting and and Shaq. Uh, it Shaq has a whole closet full, and you know and Wilt and these are absolute legends of the game. Obviously, we have people like Kobe and Bird and stuff, and like, but there's only a select few of those guys. And Dirk is one of those legends that not only played for one franchise, one team, but for 21 years, it's absolutely 
you can't understand like we can't talk about that enough and as much as it is talked about it should be talked about even more because i think you said it on yesterday's pod if you haven't listened to yesterday's pods we dropped two yesterday after after the home game uh but i think you said on yesterday's pod that it, it probably never happened again that 21 years with one franchise uh one getting getting a player to 21 seasons is one thing but with one franchise it's absolutely, absolutely incredible. It might, it might be getting easier though with the way that, you know, training and you know the hyperbaric chamber stuff and you know guys doing the cupping and like all these just things that these, you know, these ways that people are taking care of their bodies now. The way that Steve Nash and and Dirk too came in and, and changed the way the league is eating and their diet and things like that and all that is going to help players to last longer, but. Uh, yeah, 21 seasons is, is just – and you have to be good enough of a player to last 21 seasons too, right? You have to be good enough for someone to want you around that long or have a legacy that you know, lends you to the fact that they want you around <laughs> for 21 seasons. If you're thinking about you know, some of the players that could have made it, um, there's, some of them just aren't good enough. You just end up you – know, you retire when the phone stops ringing. You know? Dirk, yeah. get, Dirk gets to make the decision, but other guys, they don't get to make that decision when they retire. Yeah, and it, that's that's why it is as many people have even kind of made you know a lot of people's made the jokes and stuff about how Dirk has moved and stuff and oh he should have retired you know years ago how many what, all that stupid stuff. <laughs> Dirk still put up freaking um, how many points he have in his home game thirty one thirty. Yeah, thirty. Yeah, so he put up fifty points. <laughs> you know, Dirk put up fifty points in a matter of what twenty four hours. Yeah, thirty six hours in his last you know two games, and uh, combined the twenty points in that last game, and you know that thirty in that home game, and that's just like I don't care how much he's moving or how much he he's hurting and stuff. He put up twenty and ten, then he put up thirty. You know, not before that on a back to back. If he wanted to come back, he would be slower, obviously, and still dealing with things. But he he could still get out there and get buckets. So and don't think for one second that you know I'm sure he's still going to lace them up a few times next year and get some shots in uh, at the practice court and still be beating people in some three point shootouts and and uh, and letting them know about it and calling them some burgers while while it's happening. <laughs> I've I've been retired for I've been retired for how long and I'm still getting buckets on you. That's what he's going to say. <laughs> I was just looking at the top 10 in scoring all time, and I was just thinking how many of these guys have gotten traded, which is also kind of an interesting thought. Kareem got traded. Wilt got traded. Julius Irving wasn't necessarily traded, but he was sold. <laughs> the The language on basketball reference is he was sold from the, the Nets to the Sixers because uh, of the whole ABA thing. Uh, Moses Malone was traded a bunch. Shaq was traded a bunch. So you have Carl Malone, Kobe, LeBron, Jordan, and Dirk that haven't been traded that were top. 10 all time just found that interesting lebron was technically traded i think but oh that's true to miami to miami i guess that's dumb though it wasn't yeah but that's true i get yeah it's technically but anyway i get your point i mean elvin hayes played for a bunch of teams um you know even elajuan played uh you know for a couple different teams there towards the end Uh, dominique the same way uh, they'll select few players, and it's crazy. It's kind of the same type of timeline as Dirk. When you look at Duncan and Kobe, and you know, and Dirk, and I mean these guys that played the, their whole you know career with that one team, and it's crazy that Paul Pierce is fifteenth all time in scoring, by the way. But um, 
Yeah, it's just um, you can't undersell the one one team enough. And I mean, just looking at the 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 all time stats that Dirk has now finished on uh, minutes played. I mean, he's third all time in minutes played, uh, which is. Um, which is crazy when you just think about, and really when you think about the like the top four players of all time minute played. If you had to guess, like obviously you, you you know like you we know these names, but if you just had to guess in your mind names out of the way, if you were to guess a smaller player or bigger player for most minutes of all time, I would naturally lean towards smaller players. Because, like, oh, you know, just the wear and tear on their feet. Yeah, and like a wing. Just, I, I would probably guess a wing guy, probably. Yeah, and but when you look at the top four players of all time in minutes played, you're looking at Kareem uh, <laughs> at 57,000 minutes. Uh, you're looking at Carl Malone, and you have Dirk Kavitsky at three. Kevin Garnett's right after him. But, um, you know, there's only, there's only six players in NBA history that's logged over 50,000 minutes. 50,000 minutes. Jeez, you should pull out your calculator and like add up how many like total days that Dirk's been on the court and how many that equals to days. Yeah, you'd have to do playoffs uh, too. Uh, yeah, I mean like over fifty thousand uh, minutes played on the basketball court. Uh, Kevin Garnett's four, Jason Kidd at five, then Elvin Hayes, Kobe, Wilt, John Stockton, and Reggie Miller rounding out the top ten and. Uh, that's just another another one of those milestones. Another one of those just crazy games. Third all time in games played. Dirk in just the regular season, counting counting tonight's game. Thirty five and a half days spent on the court. <laughs> a month. If Dirk Dirk, if Dirk spent Dirk, over a month on the court just playing basketball in the NBA. Imagine yes, every single minute of a month. Twenty around 20, the clock. Yeah, around, around the clock. around the clock playing in a basketball game, a live NBA basketball game. That's how long Dirk's career was. That's absolutely insane. I mean, most of the people listening to this podcast, including ourselves, um, could we last hour on the court? (laughs) Oh no, less, less than that. I'd get, I get pulled soon as I, soon as I forgot my man on defense and was looking the other way. (laughs) Just completely lost. All right, let's, uh, let's take another break. When we come back, more Dirk. All right, Isaac. Dirk the other night said he thinks he had 200 teammates. Mark Follow on the broadcast of his final game mentioned that he's had 199 teammates. We couldn't get one more teammate. We couldn't get one 10-day guy <laughs> in there to be the 200th teammate. Huh. That's crazy. That's crazy. He was that close when he shot that number. You know, he just probably just shot the number. I was like, well, he had probably oh, been gonna... told it at one point and then just assumed that it would go up or something. Yeah. Does Tony Romo count? I... Tony Romo's the 200th teammate. Oh, he's the 200th teammate. <laughs> um, <laughs> something I think about in these milestones and when these special nights happen for Dirk, that's happened over the past couple of years with 30 K and different stuff moving in six. And even tonight, I think about the random guys. Like the random guys that couldn't, that probably won't be in the league very, very long. I think of Ben Bentel. That's the first name I thought of. That's incredible. You just said that. For the 30K night, who, when you see all the pictures of celebrations, he's he's right there, arms (laughs) around and stuff. You know, he probably has that picture like printed off, like hanging up in his house somewhere. Like, this is me telling uh, his kids someday. 
you know, and I think I've got, and it's, well, I don't want to mention names tonight because then it might make it like I'm taking shots at them or something that they might not be in the league, but I'll just use, I'll use him because he's a two-way player, but like Daryl Macon, you know, somebody like that, it's a two-way guy that, you know, we don't know. He's, a, he, you know, we, we don't, <laughs> um, I'm using it because it's a, a two-way contract that, you know, just two-way contracts in general, not him. Um, but he, we don't, we don't know. And like, he will have this memory for a long time. And something I've always valued about Dirk is he, he just loves his teammates so much. And in these moments, and even tonight, when he checks out of the game for the very last time, 21 season, he checks out the game for his last time in his NBA career. He goes down the line and he hugs every single one of these teammates. Some of these guys, they just traded for back in February, Courtney Lee's and these guys, some of these guys who, he, he I mean, do you think over under how many times has Dirk talked to Daryl Macon past tomorrow? Oh, come on. Uh, I'm just being for real. I mean, I'm just being real right now. Like, it really mean, depends. If he, it depends on if he's on the Mavericks next year or not. Yeah, yeah. If he's on the Mavericks next year, yeah, for sure. But like, that's the type of thing. But yet, Dirk is still going on the run, like hugging each one of them. Thank you know, he's just you, you could tell he just builds these bonds. If if you're part of the organization, if you're part of the team. He's gonna love you like that, and that, that's just—that's just freaking who he is. He's great. He's, He's great. awesome, Isaac. This is gonna be the first playoffs without LeBron, Wade, or Dirk since the year two thousand. So this is the first playoffs without Dirk since two thousand. Okay, Dirk, okay. Wade, and LeBron. Yeah, I don't care about the other two. I was just saying. That's just, crazy. They're just though. all out. Well, I mean, we've had a, a playoffs without Dirk, obviously, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Can I read through some Andy Bailey stat threads? Yes, stuff? I just saw those, and I was going to read them out, but go ahead. Okay, so yeah. so Or, or uh, yeah. wait, should we, should we do that, or should we do my question that was on the broadcast? Oh, both. We, we can go over tonight. Right. Sorry, David. Sorry. sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. What do, what do you want to do first? Let's do the statue thing. Okay, so on the broadcast, <laughs> on the broadcast, uh, I'm sitting there. To be perfectly honest, I had it on mute. And I was watching other stuff. Uh, I, was, I think I was watching a video on my phone. And all of a sudden, I just see, like, a couple notifications on my phone uh, or a couple notifications on my tweet deck just say, like, you were on the broadcast. Was that you? Did he mention you? What was that? <laughs> so I had to go back in the broadcast. And Jeff Skin Wayne said, hey, you know, uh, I saw that Nick tweeted this out. It was this question uh, about Dirk's statue. And Mark Cuban said, you know, obviously – Mark Cuban said that we're going to have the biggest, most badass statue ever. And so I asked the question. I posed the question. Would you rather Dirk statue be 41 feet tall exactly or be the tallest statue in Texas? And I think the tallest statue in Texas, I think it was the, the Sam Houston one on your way down to Houston. Uh, the, the, big, I, the big Sam Houston statue. I saw somebody tweet today that, I saw somebody tweet, so obviously I don't know if it's the truth or not, but it was a verified account. I don't know who it was, that it was the giraffe at the Dallas Zoo. I saw that too. And it was like 67 feet or something, but I don't know how, I, I know the same Houston one you're talking about, and it's massive, so I would, I would assume the same Houston one's bigger than the giraffe. Either way, if we don't get Dirk uh, the size of Big Tex, then I'm disappointed. Ooh, Big Tex. How big is Big Tex? Uh, big Tex is uh, massive, so... I just want a Dirk Big Tex size statue outside of the arena. Um, Big Tex I'm is just, 55 I mean, feet high. 
Okay, never mind. I want a Sam Houston Dirk outside the arena, uh, bigger than Big Tex. So the it's huge. I mean, these we're talking about some huge statues. If y'all don't know what Big Tex is, uh, the da- or the, the uh, Texas State Fair is in Dallas. It's the biggest state fair in all of the country. And at the front entrance of the state fair, they have this massive cowboy freaking statue robot thing that can move and everybody takes pictures with it and uh anyway you can just google it and see what big tex is but it's massive yeah it's the it's kind of the logo for the texas state fair yes i obviously don't think the statue will be that big i, I mean uh, that big i think it will be big uh, i think um it will probably be the you know the, the one-legged fade probably yes, should be should and, be Okay, so this is from uh, Less Beaten Paths. I guess it's a website. But they said the three Texas Giants, which is the three giant Texas statues. Uh, This one says the same Houston statue is 67 feet tall, but has a 10-foot pedestal, giving it a height of 77 feet. Ooh. So we we can get a little, you know, like a little pedestal thing on the bottom for Dirk's statue. Somebody, I saw somebody say that they wanted it to be uh, 78 feet tall, like the the tallest ever, and then uh, also have a 41 foot tall trophy next to it. <laughs> I'm up for that too. That would be hilarious. That would be fun. But which would you rather have? Let's say, okay, so let's say if this is correct, that the Sam Houston statue is 77 feet tall. So you'd rather have a 78 foot tall statue or a 41 foot tall statue? Okay, I'm gonna be super uh, uh, detail logistics out of this. I'm gonna go with the 41 because it'd be easier to take pictures with. How big? How tall are the buildings in Victory Plaza, too? That's what I want to know because they're pretty. They're pretty tall. But if um, but if the 77 foot one, like Dirk's head is over the top of them, that would it would just kind of look ridiculous. So in in Louisville, in Louisville, Kentucky, is the Louisville Slugger Museum, and outside of the Louisville Slugger Museum, I've been there so many times. They have a massive Louisville Slugger bat. Oh, the bat. So yeah, it, yeah, I've seen the bat. It's like taller than all the buildings. It like leans up against it. It's supposed to lean up against a building. But the problem is it's it's awesome to walk up on and you're like, oh my gosh, it's crazy. Problem is when you get a picture with it, you almost got to send like whoever you're with across the street to try to get the whole bat in the picture. Or you got to stand at the ground and kind of take this like up, like, I don't know, it's this weird selfie type thing with the bat. Like... So my thing is make it 41 feet, but it's awesome. So then you can, it's easy for fans to get pictures and stuff with it. But visually it'd be awesome to be in victory park there and have this freaking 77 foot tall statue of dirt. <laughs> it'd almost be like a shrine at that point. It would be like in the Bible when you have, well, who is it that, uh, with, with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego that built the giant statue of himself. Who is that? Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> I'm not gonna go down that route. It's like if he he didn't he build a statue that was that big. Isn't that the whole, the whole thing? It'd be like that. All of us would be, uh, and we'd sports we'd chatter. sports worship it. That's what we would do. There's sports <laughs> tears and there's sports worship. Let's just put it that way. That's true. That's very true. Okay, give That's us give true. us your stats and we'll finish. Yeah, yeah. So well, it's not really my stats. Uh, our friend Andy Bailey. I uh, just tweeted out some Dirk stuff and uh, just talking about his points. He said Dirk Nowitzki uh, scored 3,663 career playoff points, which is 16th all time. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki finished his career in eighth place in career win shares and 14th place in career playoff win shares. Combined regular and postseason win shares. 
Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Wilt Chamberlain, LeBron, Malone, Jordan, and Duncan are the only players ahead of Dirk. Um, it's still did, crazy that Carl Malone is up there. That That's just the one name that yeah. doesn't really fit with all the other ones, right? Carl Malone, I think, is underrated to uh, to some people out there. Uh, he, I think he's got that. I mean, if Dirk route. didn't win the title, he would go down that Carl Malone route where he is right now. Yeah. So that, I mean... If you kind of compare where Dirk is in people's minds to where Carl yeah. Malone is right now in people's minds, that's how much the title meant to Dirk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, he does. He then has this comparison because he brings up the uh, Kareem mentioning Dirk as a one-trick pony. Then he has this uh, comparison of Dirk and uh, Kareem's career playoff numbers, uh, which is um, quite funny. Uh, this is the this is the list, man. This is the list right here. Players who have won NBA MVP – and NBA Finals MVP. So, um, sorry, Dwayne Wade. You're not on this because hey. you're never MVP, bro. Um, he didn't win in 06. Cur- not a league MVP, I don't think. Oh, the league MVP. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I was just looking at uh, Obama just tweeted about Dirk and Wade, and Luca retweeted it. Huh. Bill Clinton tweeted about Yeah, uh, how about Dirk. that? Yes, I saw that too, yeah. Where Where are you at, Trump? All the other presidents are tweeting about him. I was going to say, we've had three presidents uh, holler at can Jimmy Carter work Twitter? <laughs> anyway, he probably work it better than Trump. That's the most. That's the most uh, unanswerable question we've ever asked in this podcast. So, these are the players that won both the NBA MVP and uh, NBA Finals MVP. <laughs> I just thought of a different tweet somebody had sent you about making political jokes. It wasn't um, a joke. It was just about the president's tweeting a statement. About- Kareem, MJ, Wilt, LeBron, Larry Bird, Magic, <laughs> Magic, uh, Moses, <laughs> Duncan, Kobe, Durant, Shaq, Olajuwon, Willis Reed, Wes Unsell, Bill Walton, and Dirk Nowitzki. That's a heck of a list right there. Dude, Durant is up um, there already, man. That's that's yeah. pretty wild. Yeah, it's going to piss a lot of people off when Durant goes down as uh, a uh, top player of all time, but that's just how it's going to roll at that point. Um Actually, this is Andy answering uh, one of Kirk's tweets. How many dudes have averaged 25 and 10 with playoff averages? And um, he and he talks about it. He said, only players in NBA history with 500-plus playoff minutes, 25 points per game, and 10 rebounds a game is Dirk, Olajuwon, Elgin Baylor, Bob Pettit, and Anthony Davis, surprisingly. And then here's a stat that you've been bringing up in your videos and everything that just plays right along yeah, with the, the videos. Yeah, the 3.1. Top five seven footers in career threes made. Brooke Lopez, Kelly Olenek, Andrea Bongnani. Channing Fry is in second place with 1,049. Channing Fry was up there a lot. And Dirk Nowitzki is at 1,980. And he adds this note and says, So yeah, you can combine second and third place. <laughs> and it's still 304 threes short. Let's go. Of course, Por- Porzingis, Porzingis, yeah, Porzingis is going <laughs> to beat that in like four years. Might give that that a run for its money, but we literally could talk about um, stats all day with with Dirk, and this is where they're at uh, right now. This is final. There, there's no more records for him to catch. Yikes! That was that was a very ominous statement you just said. He's just. <laughs> I have a I have a final closing statement. Whenever we're done, go for it. We're done. Um, Dirk, there's not really um, 
a proper way to sum up his career on a podcast on a we've talked about him for you know the pretty much this whole week hours. so far and <laughs> hours and we've did this podcast for two years and 500 podcasts uh, uh daily and talking about just Dirk who he is as a person and player and when you hear the term goat and the greatest of all time and uh, a goat and one of the greatest players and people of all time to play this game it's not an understatement it's not a it's it's not an overstatement either it's not something that Mavs fans just do it because we're biased because of Dirk being in in our city and for our team and our franchise for this long in our lives he really is one of the greatest players of all time and I, I really look at it from four different categories four different areas that makes Dirk one of the most unique most impactful and greatest players of all time we talked a little bit about that first guy about his resume you can't undersell what he's did in his in his career of the 30,000 points and his points list and winning the title and uh, the MVP and everything that he's accomplished in his career his resume speaks for itself his resume puts him as one of the greatest players of all time but what takes his resume and enhances it and pushes him up the charts is the other things is the is the impact that he had on the game that we've heard from everyone else he he changed the position of the power forward for the rest of uh, the history of basketball he made the power forward spot uh, the ability for a player to step and hit a three point shot of saying hey, this is what a stretch four could be it no longer has to be a Horace Grant or Carl Malone uh, a power forward in the NBA can look like me and you can be seven foot you can hit threes from the outside you can hit jump shots he changed. He literally changed the game of basketball. And when Larry Bird said, "You, you let when you come into the league, leave the game better than how you entered the game." And when you change a position, when you change a style, when you change schemes, when you change literally the history and the future of basketball, then that's what propels you up the list. You have another thing is you have you have an unforgettable and unstoppable shot. You have that signature moment. You have the career, the uh, you know the Kareem hook shot. You have the MJ fadeaway. You have these moments for all these great players. Dirk has the shot. And then last, not only is Dirk has the resume, not only did uh, did Dirk have the unforgettable shot and the thing that you know, he is known for. Not only did he change the game of basketball for the position that he played, but he had the character and the dignity to go along with it. And there's not a single player in the league that, that dislikes Dirk. Everybody loves him as a player, what he's done off the court for the community, for people around the world, how he's changed the game of basketball overseas in this country and numerous countries across the world. You can't, I mean, you literally, there will never be a Dirk Nowitzki ever, uh, ever again, but it's the, he, it's the full package. You might find players that might have an unforgettable move. You might find players that have a resume, but they don't have the character or the move, or they didn't really like change the game. You might find players that change the game, but they don't really have the resume for it. Dirk has it all. He checks all four of those boxes, and there is a very select few people that check those boxes. He's really one of the greatest players of all time. That's beyond Dallas. That's beyond a bias. Uh, he's Dirk, and there'll never be a, a single player like him. Couldn't have said it better. We'll miss the big German. I'm sure we'll have more Dirk-centric pods in the future, and 
there will be reasons to bring back Dirk up, you know, when he gets his jersey retired, when the statue goes up. There will be times when we can look back and remember. So this, is, this isn't this is goodbye necessarily to Dirk as a Dallas Mavericks figure. You know, he's he's there. He's cemented his legacy, and it's just there forever. This is goodbye to Dirk the player. Goodbye to Dirk the player. Uh, we can't wait to see you, uh, see you back around the franchise. We'll see you at exit interviews tomorrow or today as you listen to this, as we say goodbye to the team. Um, but you know what? I kind of don't want to see him for a while. And I don't want to see him for a while because I want him to just get the heck out. You deserve every bit of it, bro. Get Take your family and leave and travel the world. Go eat some donuts. Do your thing. Eat donuts. Eat ice cream. Uh, eat the sugar that you gave up for so long. Uh, drink your beer. Like, do your thing, yes. bro. Like, Does he, you, do you think you, he still has all those Bud Lights? <laughs> I don't know. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. That Bud Light Center. I think that about stuff. that that truck of Bud Lights that drops off all those Bud Lights for the thirty thousand. I think yes. about that probably once a month. Where did he put them? Are they just sitting around? Do you think he just grabs one a day and is like, okay, well, the next <laughs> over yeah. the next however many years it'll take me to drink all these. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I hope I don't see it for a while because I hope he's just enjoying his life and stuff. And then we'll see you. Uh, hopefully we'll see you this fall, but Dirk is the best. Absolutely. Guys, Dirk is the best. You guys are the best. We appreciate all of you guys. So many people reached out on social media yesterday and said, thank you for, you know, bringing us pods and we love it. Obviously we get paid for it. So it's such a, that's a huge bonus, but, uh, we love doing it. We did it for free for a long time. So we, uh, you know, you know that we'll be here and we appreciate all those people saying, you know, how much they appreciate the podcast and we'll be here all summer. We will, we will yeah. be here all summer. We're not going away. Literally people, I, I have friends close to me and different things and they, they ask like, man, are you relieved now? Like season's over. You kind of get to take a break your nights sometime. Now get to free up. No more pods. And I'm like, what? No more pods. We don't stop. Like that's the difference between us. Like we're daily. We, we, we the season might stop, but our pods keep on going. You're still going to get us five times a week. We're still going to bring you different content. Uh, we we have content planned. We have the schedule. Um, yeah, I mean, there's going to be draft lottery around the corner. Then draft stuff. Uh, you know, pick or not, and free agency. This is one of the biggest summers in franchise history. There's a new era of Mavs basketball that's coming to Dallas, and we're going to be here every step of the way. We're going to do five shows a week as long as we possibly can. We'll we'll try to come up with things. We have an, an idea for uh, – we, we, we've done the finals flashback. We've done the what-if series. We'll probably bring back a what-if series. We'll probably bring back the finals flashback, but in a different way, and we'll probably call it Bench Mavs, and we'll just uh, we'll watch some old games and talk about them, and we're excited for, for stuff like that. So that's some of the stuff we have planned this summer. So that's what we got. We'll be back. Obviously, we're not going anywhere. We'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll be back tomorrow yeah. with all of your exit interview yeah. uh, coverage, quotes, uh, comments, and takeaways from uh, the exit interviews. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Dirk forever. <laughs>